this episode, Ken Schumann and a group of faith walkers reflect on when Jesus' family became anxious. Who are my mother and brothers? The focus scripture is from Mark 3, 31 through 35. This conversation was recorded in September of 2023. Our mission is to make all this possible for individuals, communities, and the world. To learn more about faith walking, visit www.faithwalking.com. Join the conversation. So just uh, just some interesting dynamics here, and I, I just want to highlight a couple of things related to faith walking ideas. I, I want you to notice the anxiety in Jesus's mother and brothers and family. So they get so anxious that they, that they come all the way to where he is to do something about it. We don't know any of this because all we have are these little sketches of the story. But, but put yourself in the story. So you're over there uh, living where you live uh, in Nazareth, and uh, your, your mom is in the community, and mom gets anxious about Jesus, the oldest son. And that anxiety then spreads throughout the family system, okay? Uh, so now, now, and what does mom do? She triangles in the other family members. Oh, my gosh, I'm so worried about Jesus. I'm, I'm worried about this, you know, who, who is he? What is he doing? Uh, I really think something needs to be done. They, you know, who knows? Maybe they even have a family meeting about what are we going to do with Jesus? Well, we've got to go save him. We've got to go rescue him. So again, it just seems like out of their anxiety, and and maybe some of their some of the the boys' anxiety was out of out of anxiety for their mom's anxiety. You know how that works? When mama gets anxious, everybody gets anxious. And oh, oh my goodness, we want mom's anxiety to be okay. We're not really that concerned about Jesus. I mean, come on, the, the boy can take care of himself. Uh, but we're worried about mom. And so now we're going to go all the way over uh, to Capernaum or wherever it was, and, and we're going to rescue Jesus. And they get there, and there's so many people. So, so think about this also. All of these people are there. And they're anxious, and they can't get in. And so they grab a person outside and say, would you go take the message to Jesus? Well, how did that person break through the crowd? Why didn't they just break through the crowd? I mean, so it, it appears, and again, I'm, I'm, this is the story I'm making in my head. I, it, it appears that, oh, my gosh, Jesus' mother is here. And that made the people outside anxious. We've got to get word to Jesus. So, so then they start passing word through the crowd, and it, and it gets up there. I think I would highlight, so, so what faith-walking principles are at play? Anxiety, obviously. Fusion, obviously. Emotionally fused to other people. Reactivity, and one of the ways that I see reactivity is with overfunctioning, but I also see some triangling in it. Uh, they were fused emotionally and they, they lacked their own emotional maturity because they reacted out of anxiety 
They didn't come from a place of thoughtfulness and calmness. Jesus then is in contrast to that because Jesus appears really calm and really clear. He, he's self-defined. He's self-differentiated. He differentiates from his family. Now, we hear that almost, I mean, as we read it, it almost sounds like rudeness. Jesus hears his mama's outside, and all he says is, well, who are my mother and my brother? Uh, but, but I think what Jesus, I don't think he was intending to be disrespectful there. Now, maybe he was, I don't know, but we'd, we'd have to look at it. But I don't think he was. I think he was simply saying, here's what I think. Here's what I believe. Here's, I, I come, what's my mission? My mission is to declare the coming kingdom has come. And so, in a way, what he was saying, and what I believe is that all of you here today are my family members because we are all aligning our lives with the agenda of God's kingdom. Maybe, maybe not, who knows, uh, but, but that's the story. Now, there's another piece of the story, though, that really surprises me, and, and it's around the faith-walking idea of alignment, but, but I, want, I want to highlight it for you. So Jesus says, you here are my mothers and brothers, and then he makes this statement. So listen carefully to what he says, and imagine this. This is the question I always like to ask. If, this, if you were in that, in that room that night, and you heard Jesus only say this, what would you believe about him? Here's what he says. Whoever does the will of God is my true family. Well, what's curious about that? Here's what's curious to me about it. He doesn't say anything about believing in him. Why doesn't he say something about everyone who believes in me and follows me? He is my family. They are my family. I mean, that's what I would expect Jesus to say. That's not what he said. Just makes me ponder. Doesn't mean more, doesn't mean less. But if this was all I heard from Jesus, what I would hear was, okay, if I align my life with the will of God, then I'm then I'm in the family and and I'm connected to Jesus. So then I would ask the question, how do I align my life with the will of God? How do I know what the will of God is? So that I can align my life with the will of God. Well, naturally we would say, well, go read the Bible, you know, and you'll know the will of God. Uh, and I believe that's true. But there are so many things. Are, 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 are there 150,000 things that are the will of God? Or can we summarize the will of God? I believe Jesus in his teachings summarized the will of God. And so I just want to highlight it for you because, because I believe Jesus said, okay, we're going to align with the will of God. How do I know the will of God? I'm going to summarize it in two, two things. We, we know the will of God by living a reflective life. Because in living a reflective life, we hear the voice of God joining with our voice. Why reflection is so powerful for us in faith walking. But then, obviously, we're people of the book, uh, the Bible. And, and here's what I would say. Live a reflective life and learn the teachings of Jesus. And, and align your life with the teachings of Jesus.
and that's the will of God. Because what I believe about Jesus is Jesus was about the will of God. Jesus was the living demonstration of the will of God. And so if I look at the life of Jesus, at the way he lived and the things he taught, then I'm in alignment with the will of God. That's what I believe. And so is there any, well, is there any way to summarize the, 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 the teachings of Jesus? I think there is. And I'm going to summarize it in two little phrases or two little ideas. And I'm going to give you some verses that, that will back this up. But, but the first thing is, Jesus taught us that the character of God is love and compassion. We know the greatest commandment, uh, all of that. But, but let, me, let me read a verse of scripture for you and, uh, that, that helps me understand this. It's, it's in Luke 6. And beginning in verse 35, I believe. So Jesus is teaching, obviously. And, uh, and here's what he says. If you want to be extraordinary, maybe we, would, we could say, if you want to be extraordinary in aligning your life with the will of God, then here's what you're going to do. You're going to love your enemies. Do good without restraint. Lend to people with abandon and don't expect anything in return. And then you'll receive the truly great reward. You will be the children of the Most High God. See, he almost says the exact, for God, so here's what God is like. For God is kind to the ungrateful and to those who are wicked. So imitate God and be truly compassionate the way your father is. Boom, bang, and bong. I mean, come on. That I mean that that that's strong, that's powerful. So so look at what it let me just go through it a little bit. God is kind to, the, to those who are ungrateful for God's generosity, God's still kind to those people. And God is kind even to people that are wicked. So go be like God. How in the world can people claim to be followers of God and aligning their life with God and then end up being unkind? How, how can people say, oh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm aligned with God's will. And yet I don't love and I'm not compassionate and I'm unkind. It's inconsistent. I think that's what Luke is saying there. And, and he's saying, if you want to be called a child of God, then take on the character of God. And the character of God is to love people even who don't love him back. We could, we could end there, but let me give you one other summation. Uh, what, what's the will of God? I think the other thing that is clear throughout Scripture and throughout the teachings of Jesus is that God cares about justice for everybody. So I'm kind even to the wicked, and I want everyone to be treated right and fair because that is what God is passionate about. Well, how do I know that? I, I mean, I, I can give you many different verses, but I'm going to give you one of the summation verses in Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and God's righteousness, and all these other things will be added to you. If you've been around long, you know 
that the word righteousness there is a word that actually has multiple meanings and the, and the meaning also means justice. So let me say it this way, because this is the way I really believe the word in all of its meaning, it, it typically gets translated righteousness, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and God's way of treating every person right and fair and justly. And when you do, all the other things will be added unto you. So if I want to align my life with the will of God, if I want to be called a child of God, if I would, whatever, then I think there are two things that clearly stand out. Love, even for people that, that maybe I don't think are worthy of love, and compassion for everybody. Love and compassion. Love and compassion. Do I have compassion for people that have lost their way? Do I have compassion even for the wicked? Because God does. And am I concerned about everybody, no matter who they are, being treated right and fair? For me, we summed up the teachings of Jesus. We could sum them up in those two things. So Jesus would say, I believe, going back to this verse, if you align your lives with the will of God, which is the way of compassion and justice, then you're my children. And so I, Jesus, differentiate myself. I'm inviting you to differentiate yourself. And I'm inviting you to align your life, to be in integrity. If you claim to be a God child, if you tr claim to be a follower of Jesus, then get into integrity by aligning with the teachings of Jesus. And then you're my children. As is um, Jesus' way. He often takes an um, idea or a concept and he expands the meaning. He, yeah. he goes, and, and this, I think of the word, you know, who is my mother and my brother? And now in my head, I can identify my mother. Mm -hmm. I can identify my brother, right? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And that's that's where our head goes but he is saying no 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 it is bigger yeah. you, you your perspective is is too small yeah let me give you a new mm. meaning mm. new um expansion of what my kingdom is about because I'm expanding your mind, your meaning to align with really, this is what, this is what I am talking about here. Yeah. I find that, you know, every time he does that, I go, oh, right, right. It's not just how I think about it. Yeah. How I understand it, how I interpret it. Yeah. But it's how he is, how he just, you know, it's, it's, it's like he explodes the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that thought, Jerry. I love it. Uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm quoting you. <laughs> Your thinking is too small. Yeah. 
how many people, even within churches today, I want to stand and say, you, 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 your thinking is too small and it's locked in a box that's too small. Yeah. And what Jesus came is he exploded all the boxes. And if you don't get out of that box, you're never going to get in full alignment with the way of Jesus, no matter what you claim. Um, yeah. Uh, so how do I allow myself to get out of that trapped place of small thinking, uh, to think bigger, to think broader? I find it interesting. I, so this is just a question, and I don't want to mess with anybody's mind, but here's where my mind goes. He says, everybody that does the will of God is my family. He doesn't say everybody that believes in Jesus. Well, what's that mean? Was he misquoted? <laughs> just, just interesting. I, how could one, though, do the will of God? without knowing Jesus on a a very personal level you know knowing his his ways knowing his um you know his words his actions how I, in my head you can't you can't know God without knowing Jesus and then how do you know Jesus? Well, I have to enter into a relationship. As you do any, to get to know someone, you must enter into a relationship. You have to spend time. You have to sit down. You have to talk. You have to exchange ideas. You have to debate back and forth. And that's the only way you get to know somebody. Mm -hmm. Good. How about somebody else? Anybody else? Got a thought here, Jerry? Um, I'm kind of hung up about you know the thought you the, that you brought about uh, his mother and brothers because yeah. I'm a mother. And it's kind of like if my son said that to me, I would be really hurt and angry, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and and the, of course, the Bible doesn't tell us how they reacted to what he said. I mean, they they must have right. been really confused. I mean, who does he think he is? Mm. You know, it's like I changed his tires, telling me I'm not his mother. Uh, but I, I, I guess, you know, there's a, a subtext there that we don't see as of, well, Mary does make it to the cross and, and, and afterwards, uh, she, she is, uh, her son's follower, but she must have had to go through a lot of processing there. It's like, you know, the, the human child she raised, you know, really is the son of God and sees things so differently. So yeah. I don't know that, that especially. Yeah strikes me i'm i'm totally with you it just it, it's one of the things that really surprises me in this story because it it what who how yeah courtney uh i just i just thought of something my when I, growing up if if i tried to call my dad father he'd always be like i'm not your father i'm your dad to try just to like to differentiate i guess between calling god father versus anyway i just I guess it just kind of popped into my head and kind of this whole, you know, like Jesus as both fully God and fully human. Like how does that, how does that image and that identity relate in this, in this situation? 
and right. being able to responsibly not by any means disassociating himself with Mary and his brothers versus right the the larger kind of I don't know just popped in my head. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you again. Yeah. All right. No other thoughts. Well, yeah. I, I also appreciate what, what you were pointing out, where you know Jesus, instead of saying, you know, look at me, you know, the, the human man person, you know, he, he points to the heavenly Father as being, um, you, you know, the person that we should align ourselves with. Right. I, I mean, yeah, especially. It's, it's like nowadays we have so many of these popular preachers and it's kind of like, oh, it's all about them having, mm-hmm. the, you know, the answer to life's problems. But I think Jesus had the humility to always point mm-hmm. to his heavenly father uh, as being the person that we should always be uh, in touch with, following and obeying. And uh, that he's sort of a, a conduit for that. But he was not uh, in his human form. He, he was right. not the focus of his right. attention. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And and I think that Jesus was trying to I, I think he over and over in his teachings was trying to show people this is the character of God. This is what God looks like. Align yourselves with God's character. Um and I think often Christians seem to, to me these days, get stuck in an Old Testament image of God who's angry and vengeful rather than in the the God that Jesus depicted who's not angry uh, uh, and, and who has compassion for all people no matter who they are. Because it doesn't seem like we have compassion for people. We're judgmental. We're angry. We're angry at people that don't believe the way we do or who live a lifestyle that isn't uh, in alignment with what we believe is God's design. And as a result of that, then we're unkind and we're, and we lack compassion and we don't love well. Uh, And that's the foundation of following God. I think is I've got to align with compassion and with justice and, if there's nothing else, that's where I've got to align. And somehow it seems to me we miss that. And I don't know how we miss it because it's so obvious, but maybe it is because we, we don't want to see it. We don't want it to be okay. I think we've talked about this before too. We don't want it to be okay because I wonder if the cost to us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I have to give up something. I will have to give up something in order to be, in order to make that a daily practice of mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely, uh, I definitely believe Jerry that it, it's, it's that the, that the biggest culprit to our getting out of alignment is, is our anxiety. Mm-hmm. And we don't recognize it as anxiety, but somewhere there's a threat to something. And I think what I hear you saying is it's it's a threat to my way of life. Yes. If I live that way, then it's a threat, or maybe it's a threat to what I've always believed, 
or it's a it's a threat to something and I get anxious about it. And so then I close my mind to this thing that, you know what, but that's not who God is. God's, God's not the way I am. Well, yeah, and that's why I'm not God. So I'm not even going to, well, no, but, but if I'm going to align my, if I'm going to claim to be a follower of God's, if I'm going to align with his way, then I need to know what his way is. And his way is, is a way of bigger love than, than I know how to get. It just, it's fascinating to me at how quickly and easily we move to judgment and condemnation and shame uh, rather than this image that, that Luke just, that I just read from Luke about, yeah, but, but God loves the wicked too. And, and is compassionate toward the wicked and is compassionate toward the ungrateful. Yeah. Challenging stuff. I wish I could do it better. Last word. Anybody else? Well, let's ponder these things. And let's remember this great quote, your thinking is too small. So how do we expand our thinking to make it bigger? Because it seems like Jesus did explode all of the small thinking and said, no, it's bigger than you think. What if it's bigger than we can all think and imagine? For more information about faith walking, visit www.faithwalking.com. We want to remind you that faith walking exists because of your financial support. Please consider donating today at faithwalking.com. Visit our site for more workshops and courses available online. Thank you for listening. Thank you.